We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCrady and Siski, presented by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is one Tyler Siski here on this Monday, May the 15th. That was a three out of 10 on the crack. On the crack of the bottle. Oh, I guess the that bottle. would be the pop of the can. The pop of the can. There you go. I'm going Valencia Orange today, Hoss. That's good. It's a good one. That's good. Here in our uh, year 2023, we're all, can you believe we're almost halfway through the year 2023? Isn't that crazy? It really is. A month and a half, and we'll be at the halfway point. They worry. Football season around the corner now. That's how it works. So I know everybody likes to, I can't wait for football. I can't wait for football. I can't wait for football. I love football as much as the next guy, but I can wait. I can, I can enjoy a summer. I can, oh, I can yeah. relax. Football will get here and it'll get here and it'll be here. And when it is, be fine. People, I can't wait. I'm like, I can't just, just chill. This is the start of even in our business, the start of, uh, start slow down a little bit. You know, you got spring recruiting. Mm-hmm. We've cut up pretty much. Everybody needs to be cut up. So, uh, minus a guy here and there, a lot of data, but a little, a little lighter day at the office. I saw the there was a tweet from Ole Miss Football Today about their Friday night lights. They've got three of them. And I'm like, you know, there was a day that those deals were huge. And I'm not minimizing them now, but they're not as huge as they once were because you don't take as many high school kids. Well, that and I don't know. How many kids, if you're really good, how many kids are actually participating that, yeah. are, that you're actually getting a real eval on? Yeah, so you end up, it's basically just an unofficial visit weekend. Correct. You get some guys to come up and you hang with them. and then Which that's been going on for a while, a while, but I imagine with NIL and everything, that's probably more prevalent. So Ole Miss has that the first three Fridays in June, then it looks like they're going to shut it down for a while, and then they have the what they call the Juice Fest, which is just the big July recruiting event that everybody has near the end of july and then away we go it's just sounds fun doesn't it (laughs) 
they're like, you know what's worse is it's that July week, right? From a recruiting staff. All of July is dead except for these couple of days, and it goes right back dead again in August. Like that one week, you feel like you have to get every single kid to show up to campus at some point in time in that seven day window. It's it's brutal. For, for they were just here a month ago, right? You know, they're yeah. gonna, they'll be there during June at some point in time. If you're if you're going to sign the guy, he's a high school kid. More than likely, you're going to get him there at some point in time. Yeah, if you're having three, June. if you're having three events in June and he doesn't come to any of them. Yeah. You're probably way behind. Yeah, unless now there are exceptions when the kid's far away or whatever, right? But yeah, man, I just <laughs> it sucks. So I know it's been a week, dude. We had a little. I know you were going Thursday. How was your? How was the graduation? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, they they graduated as many people as they could. I mean, as they, all those people in as short a period of time as they possibly could. It was. It was good. It was good to. Uh, Good to see um, some people that that we've grown close to over the last four years. You know, kids that, girls that we've, right, become friends with their families. And um, did you hold up okay? Yeah, yeah, I was okay. I was fine. Um, see, those are the moments where I, I think I'm going to struggle. I'm good at any other. I mean, dude, I'm great. And somebody gets sick, goes to the hospital, breaks an arm. I'm I'm Mr. Calm, but those yeah. right there, I think it's going to be tough. I, I mean, I did look at Laura at one point. And said, are we really old enough to have a kid graduating from college? And she just looked at me. I'm like, because, I mean, obviously we're there. And, <laughs> and I said, I just don't feel this old. Like, whatever that that is, I don't feel it. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think of myself as a person old enough to have a kid who's graduated from college. I don't feel like in my, in, inside my mind's eye, I'm not that old. We went to Home Depot on Sunday. Um, had to replace a... Uh, a kitchen sink uh, faucet. So we went to Home Depot on Sunday. Had a pipe bust trying to wash the dishes on Saturday night. Not, That's not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, not a pipe, but a uh, line or whatever, you know? Yeah. So went ahead and got it because it's, an, I mean, we've been in the house less than a year. Or so we got the, instead of just replacing the line, we just went ahead and got a new faucet deal, you know? So did that. And we went to, it was just me, Aaron, and Knox, our seven year old. And I made the comment. I said, in three years, this is going to be every weekend in three years. And, dude, after I said that, I was like, damn. It's just going to be us three. Yeah. For like eight years. What in the hell was I thinking? I think Carson enjoys it just being <laughs> him. Um, although he, he enjoyed seeing his sisters this weekend. I, I'll tell you what I think. People are asking, like, why wasn't it emotional or whatever? At the very beginning, to their credit, and I think this happens at, you know, I know I've heard it happened at Ole Miss too where they honored a young person who had passed away during his college time. Um, there were two two kids at Arkansas that that would have been their graduation yeah. day. And they had their families there. And if you needed perspective yeah, in that moment, yes. there, there it was, right? Um, Terrible. So, you know, their families were there. and I mean, that's where you get – you know, you get the lump in your throat and you think, you know, they're there, but by God's grace, that could have been us. Yep. And you feel so deeply for them at that time because you can obviously relate to it, you know. So I, I guess that that stopped me from getting all worked up about Campbell's graduating. Yeah, or whatever. that'll but, do it. But I've had time to, I mean, you know, she's, 
Look, you couldn't. I'll move on after this. You, I, I've said this to other people. You couldn't squeeze another drop out of a college experience than she has. And I think she realizes that too. Like, you, you couldn't get any more out of college than she's gotten out of college, considering what she enjoys and what she likes to do. Yeah. And I mean, the last, the last couple of months was basically, I mean, I, the only conversations we've had about school was I've just said, hey, you're going to pass, right? You know, and she's like, yeah. And Did you pass be- all your classes? Yeah, I never failed a class. I failed two. I failed one. I failed chemistry 163 with Dr. Mills. Yeah. That was that was when I went into engineering my first. We were on quarters at Auburn at the time. And um, that didn't go over well with Pops. Um, but I failed. That was a weed out class. And they weeded my ass out. But uh, I thought engineering was driving trains. I didn't realize that it was actually building stuff, right? So um, <laughs> that was a joke for all you people that <laughs> don't get it. Um but uh, you're like, uh, hey, yeah, people are like, hey, this the- asshole thought he was driving trains. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I went into mechanical engineering. It lasted one quarter. I failed that class. That didn't go over well. Then I went from that to PE. And then, <laughs> ironically, I don't know why this happens, but the class when I met Aaron, her and I were in an anatomy class together. Yeah. <laughs> didn't pass that one either. <laughs> I don't fails. know why. Um, why I would fail that class, but I failed that class, and uh, that was it. I failed those two. Still had a, I th- still had a good GPA, but I did fail those two. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, Pretty much made A's and B's. Besides those, I made a couple C's. I was a good student. I wasn't great. I was good if I was interested in it. I was really good. If I wasn't particularly interested in it, it was a struggle. Yeah, that's kind of Campbell too. I mean, she's very similar. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to talk about it on this show, but but between now and the next time we do a show, I need the I need the stream to come up with a new beer we're going to be drinking because it looks like we're out on Miller Light now too. I mean, I, I'm I'm str- I'm struggling, man. When so the, Bud Light's out now, Miller Light's out. So the Miller Light ad that <laughs> Miller is Miller Schoolers. I mean, what are we doing? The the, the Miller Light ad it, it has women basically saying that women invented beer. Without women, there'd be no beer. I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic. And they were going to take all of the old paraphernalia from a different age, right? When you put women in swimsuits on beer ads. <laughs> because back in the day, you know, this is... I, Campbell's degree is in marketing, and I really want to... I do seriously want to have this conversation with her because I'm curious. <laughs> me too. <laughs> to how, me, did y'all, how did that person get a job? That's what I want to know. To me... My deal is, okay, so who who is my audience? And that's the product that I'm trying to produce. So if I'm producing, and don't get upset here, <laughs> beer that is, ain't that different from like four or five different other beers? <laughs> I want to make sure that I appeal. Why would I get upset? Well, because you're a Miller Lite stand until today. <laughs> yeah, um, until about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> you, you want... To appeal to the people that are going to drink your beer. That stands to reason. Well, the majority of beer drinkers, especially the domestic mass-produced drinkers, I'm guessing, I don't know this, but I'm guessing, I would put a lot of money on it, are uh, men. Men drink more Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light than women. 
I'm guessing. Just fair you, guess. Put the numbers down, okay? Could you draw a six-hour radius around Birmingham? You, well, you <laughs> certainly could. But most of those men, statistically, okay, statistically, this is not a statement. This is not a – statistically, most of those men are straight. Statistically. Because if you take 100 men, you put them in a room, how many of you are straight – you're going to get a number that's, I'm, I'm guessing, somewhere between 80 and 90. Where are you going with all this, Neil? <laughs> so they're going to like to look at women in swimsuits. And if they're dumb 20 to 25-year-olds, which is a lot of them, and they <laughs> like 45-year-olds, and they like women in swimsuits, that might make them more inclined to go, oh, yeah, that's Miller Lite. <laughs> So why you would take those same people and go, let's make an ad campaign where we tell those people that they're misogynistic assholes. <laughs> and that we're going to, what we, we, we want to do is take all those posters and stuff, turn them into compost, which will help grow better hops to make better Miller Lite. It's been the same damn beer for 50 years. How's it going to change? It, it's just a stupid, I keep wondering and I think the answer is, no, they stopped hiring that guy. Like the guy in the marketing room, who's I call him yeah. the hand-raised guy, who would raise his hand and go, <clears throat> like. He's doing podcasts now. Yeah. He's, working, he's working here. <laughs> that guy would be like, so um, why are we doing this? Why, why, are we, why are we telling our target audience that they suck? I mean, we, we know they do, but, but why are we telling them that? I mean. All right, here's my thing, and this is the only thing I'm going to say about it. Bud Light, factually, has lost billions of dollars. Yes, yes, they've lost okay. a lot, a lot well, of All money. those people that stopped buying those billions of dollars of beer didn't just sober up. What did they do? They went to go buy your product. Don't say anything. Just shut up and collect yeah. your checks. Yes. You don't have to go add to the marketing no, campaign. Right now, the, the ad, <laughs> right now, the ad campaign at Miller Lite should be, hey, you remember that tastes great, less filling? Let's just run it back. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Or just here. Where's Bob Euchre when we need or, him? Or here, beer good. <laughs> yeah. Beer. It's good. <laughs> White cans, not blue cans. I mean, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You don't need any kind of mark. Just sit back and collect checks. Miller Lite, we love America. <laughs> stop. That's and it. literally just stop. Miller Lite, we like American guys. You're cool. <laughs> Drink our beer. That's it. That's all, that's all you right? need to do. You, don't, you didn't say anything about their sexuality. We just like men. We like men who drink beer. All right. So we got a debate on uh, ST Weasel, it looks like. It's got a debate on who owns Coors. So I read somewhere today that Coors owns I will do. Miller. I will do research between now and our next show to determine who owns who. I'll see if I can figure it out. Because Coors, Coors, now look, if Coors is an independent deal, they need to just not say another word. Miller Lite is owned by... Miller Brewing Company. The owner is Molson Coors. Molson Coors owns Miller Lite. So they are together. Yes. Oh, we're done. All right. <clears throat> we got a super chat from Austin. Uh, we'll just use this as a little transition, but Austin said, I, I almost had this to talk about today, but I didn't, but Austin brought it up. He says, off topic, I've just been wanting to ask Tyler this all day. Should NASCAR do something about Ross Chastain? 
is starting to get out of hand. Who is Ross Chastain? So Ross Chastain drives the number one car in NASCAR. Okay. He is a NASCAR driver. Um, he is the one, as limited NASCAR as you watch, you will know this about the guy. He's the guy last year that rode the wall to qualify for the last race, or like wrecked his car on purpose in the wall. They had to change the NASCAR rules about him. But he is a, uh, his nickname is uh, Ross Crash Stain um, because he just, he wrecks a lot. Well, anyway, he's he's got a good, since they changed the cars to next gen, he's actually winning races. So last week, you probably saw this on social media, even if you didn't watch the race. He's the one who punched the other driver in the face that made national news um, all over social media. If you didn't see that, come on, dude. You must not. I mean, that was everywhere. I don't think I saw it. Okay. That led, I mean, it, was a, it was a national story that he punched Noah Gragson in the face after the race because Noah Gragson got on to him about aggressive driving or whatever. Well, flash forward to this Saturday, this Sunday, um, <clears throat> they were racing and um, uh, where the hell was the race? They must blow my mind. Anyway, they were racing. The, I mean, I watched the whole damn thing. Um, <clears throat> they were racing this weekend. And um, in Darlington, South Darlington, Carolina. holy yep, shit! Yep. Um, they were racing in Darlington, and it's one of the oldest races. It's like a throwback race, really cool. Well, Martin Truex Jr. was the best car all day. Well, Ross wrecks him, and they were competing. And then Kyle Larson comes up, and then he wrecked, and then they wrecked each other. And so he's wrecking. He's he's taking really good cars out of the race because he's driving crazy, and people are getting pissed about it uh, because he's just he's just driving crazy. I mean, he's not following the rules, I guess, of the unwritten rules of NASCAR, and he's driving crazy. Um, I actually saw him in the airport in Charlotte um, in January. I guess him and his girlfriend or something were going somewhere. Little guy. Okay. Like 5'5", 150. Small guy. Okay. And uh, so it tells you how small these drivers are. But should something be done? I don't know. I mean, I think it's they're going to let it go because they got you and I talking about it on the podcast. So they're drawing interest in it. Um, I think it helps the interest of the sport, but it's it's bad if you're a good driver because he's wrecking. I mean, there were there were three cars that could have run that won that race, including his. They got wrecked because of his dumbass driving. All right, we're gonna get into our agenda for the day. Uh, but, but first, I want to tell you we brought you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Uh, we appreciate all of you who have uh, converted terrain over the course of the last year or so so make sure you let the people at rain know right. that you love you some rain all right uh so last last monday when we left here i went to kiva dunes for the golf tournament yep. um if you live on the gulf coast and you're playing in a um scramble you need to give jake coker a call neil this dude hits he's a ringer i've never seen a human being hit the ball further than he does it's not normal PGA Tour, damned. I'll be damned. It's not normal. Huh. Um, I hadn't played golf in a while, so it took me about four or five holes to find the fairway. But, like, I got I got up on one. And I, and I always would mess with him when, we were growing, when he was a kid growing up. You know, I hit it further than you can, all that stuff. I got up on one, turned it over, and I was like, I measured it because it was like the straightest uh, – it was the straightest drive hole, right, which – Straightest driving me, don't go along. I, I shot the straight the it the line ended at three hundred yards. Okay. So I turned around and shot the thing. I was thirty two yards past. Oh. So I hit it like three thirty two. And I was like, go get you some of that, messing with him. Well, he turned one over 
and his ball was 56 yards on the other side of my ball. He drove. That includes the roll and everything. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But, dude, it's not normal. We Like, the longest club I hit all day long, there was a 500 and, I don't know, 580-something par five or something. We were hitting seven iron into it. I mean, it just wasn't normal. I mean, people were pissed because, you know, it's a scramble or whatever. I mean, he's rolling balls. There was one hole, his par four was like 330 to carry the water. His is on the other side of it. I mean, just, it's not normal. So if you need a scramble guy, call Jake. All right. I'll call Jake next time I need a scramble. It's, it's scary. When we, and then we got pencil whipped because we played as good as we could play and we still lost by five. We shot a 50. We, we were 15 under at that course. It's very difficult because they had some pins tucked. Um, but when that was with us driving par fours, and I mean, he he can crush it. But uh, got a chance to see uh, AJ. We talked a little bit about uh, NFL stuff, you know, because they can't get talked to until I guess Saturday when the if you're an NFL vet, they can't talk to you until the actual XFL season is over. Okay. So this week they'll start talking to him, and I think he'll have some opportunities. Um, we'll see here in the next couple of weeks, and then uh, I guess the craziest thing that happened on the way down there. I don't know if I told you this or not. I don't remember. Dude, I about died. You are right. The closest I've ever come as an adult. Like, there was no surviving it. Like, closest I've ever come to an adult. Like, I was shaking for about 30 minutes afterwards, and I'm never like that. Um, driving down 45, probably, you know, 630 or 6, 630 or whatever, and uh, down south Mississippi. It's very similar to Highway 6 or Highway 7, you yeah, know, where yeah. it's, you know, it's two lane this way, two lane that way, and there was a cut across. And about a thousand yards out, there was a farm truck that was crossing over the highway going to another road. And it was a black farm truck that had, was pulling a flatbed trailer. And so I'm in the right-hand lane, thank God, going 75 miles an hour, had it on cruise. Well, it stopped, thinking like normal, oh, it sees me coming, it's going to wait till I pass. There's nobody behind me or anything like that. Dude, I get about 40 yards from it, and that truck just decides to start coming across. Oh, no. And it was the first time in my life – Ever. I'm 45 years old. It's the first time in my life I actually locked up my car. Like, I slammed the brakes so hard, all four tires uh, started smoking, and I yanked it to the right. And thank God that road was there. But you know how they have curbs and stuff for the turns? I jumped all four curbs. I missed the front of the car um, probably about two feet. Like, I thought my mirror was going to hit the front of the car, but I missed it. I missed the stop sign somehow, you know, that's standing up on the other side. And I went off in a ditch. No shit. Yeah, I went off in the ditch, and I let off the brakes, and it just rolled up the top of the ditch. Now, it wasn't like a deep ditch, but it was probably five or six feet deep. And I, I rolled off in it and came up out the uh, other side, on the side of the road. Scared the shit out of me. Like, I'm talking about, sh- like, I was, my adrenaline was going. And if I'd have been in the left-hand lane, because that flatbed was covering the median, too. If I'd have been in the left-hand lane, there was no, I wouldn't have had enough room to, to miss anything. I would have stroked it. And the person that was driving was a lady. I tell you like this: I saw the person's face that was that close, that was in the driver's seat, and she she ducked and covered. Like I was going to t-ball her. Like I don't know. You talking about somebody looking after you? Like, <sighs> le- legitly, that was if that was, and it scared death out of me because I was like, if anybody else in my family would have been driving, that'd have been it. I mean, it was because it was bang bang bang, and like, if I did not go in that ditch. I would have had no other opportunity. It was bad, dude. That scared me to death. Like, that's the closest. Did she stop? Not only did they stop, they did. They stopped. Let me tell you how bad it was. Is They literally stopped in the middle of the highway. There was nowhere else. If they had kept going straight, they would have hit me. 
Like they actually stopped too. Like they had the whole highway covered, both lanes and the median, because they were pulling that flatbed trailer. If there was another car coming, if there would have been another car, like it had been normal traffic, somebody would have hit it. It was bad, dude. It was scared to death of me. I'm glad you're all right. Me too. That Man, was bad. Damn. That scared me to death. All right, uh, real quick. I was talking to AJ about this, and uh, I did not know this. How about this? So the NFL schedule got released and all that, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have to go play two games. In London. In London, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was asking him, because in the NFL, when you get taxed, you get taxed on where you play, where you the, play game. the game. Right. I was like, how do those international games work? He's like, dude, you get double taxed. You get taxed by America, and then you get taxed about where you play. So you get uh, foreign and local taxes on those checks. So that sucks. If that you, does suck. If you play, play multiple games, that sucks. It's kind of the NFL's way of sending the Jaguars' ownership a message of, hey, get it figured out or else. Well, they're going to be winning, so there's not going to be. I think they they got. I, I like their chances this year. We'll talk about that later, but um, but they're playing back to back games there in London. I guess we one of them in, at Tottenham. Yeah, I think they're playing one, one's at Wembley and then one's at Tottenham Stadium. But getting double taxed, <laughs> that would like that suck. But I haven't had a chance to really look at it. Did any team come out ahead on the schedule? Or? I don't. Do that. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they're all. We'll figure teams. it out. We'll figure it out on uh, when it comes time to the road to wherever we're, whatever we're doing this year. All right. Some schedules that are out. DraftKings has their uh, over-unders released for next season. You can bet on uh, on these games, on these teams, uh, over-under totals. Um, can you how – how good uh, – the first question I was going to ask you is mm-hmm. how good do you feel about even doing it with the influx in roster right now? It's College hard. Um, there will be changes between now and then. Yet, I think the portal has second go round has caught some programs flat footed. Agree. Um, I think it. I think there were some assumptions made about the second part of the portal that have proven to be in, inaccurate. I think there was an assumption that there would be more flight than there was, and there was a ton of flight. Yeah. But I think there was an assumption that there would be more top-end players in the portal. And in reality, I think what you see is that at most places, schools took care of their top-end guys. And so there's a little less there's a little less impact in, uh, in the portal than maybe people thought there would be. And so, again, and no, I'm not referencing any specific programs. Um, but yeah, just in general. I, but I think there were some programs that were caught flat-footed and yeah. and, um, and I don't know that while they probably are still going to find some enforcements I don't know that those enforcements are going to be reinforcements is the word I'm looking for is is are going to be as impactful as maybe they thought they would be on paper yep so um, we'll start with Alabama yep the, the over under on on Alabama is 10 and a half and to do this properly I've got to pull up a schedule because I don't I don't Okay. I don't have Alabama's schedule memorized. Do, do, do. Alabama football schedule 2023. All right. So Alabama in 2023 opens with uh, Middle Tennessee at home. Okay. They get Texas at home a week later, the return match from that okay. game that was a classic a year ago. Yep. Uh, Alabama goes to Tampa to play South Florida. 
Yep. Then Alabama. Um, That's interesting, but go ahead. They have the two Mississippi schools. They are home against Ole Miss on September the 23rd at Mississippi State on September the 30th. Uh, then they go open the back end with uh, at Texas A&M, home against Arkansas, home against Tennessee, home against LSU. So they have uh, Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, boom, 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 at home. There's an open date between Tennessee and LSU. Always. At Kentucky, home against Chattanooga, and then uh, at Auburn on November the 25th to finish the regular they are season. at Texas A&M this year? Or at home. That is correct. They're at Texas A&M. So, again, with Alabama, it's Middle Tennessee at home, Texas at home, at South Florida, Chattanooga at home are their uh, non-cons. Their league games, uh, Ole Miss at home, at Mississippi State, at Texas A&M, Arkansas at home, Tennessee at home, LSU at home, at Kentucky, at Auburn. Well, the thing they got going for them is it seems like their hardest games are at – at home, Texas, LSU, Tennessee, on paper, yeah, are at home. But if you're asking me to pick, what's the hardest road game? A and M, probably. Yeah, at A and M's their hardest road game. Um, yeah, that's the hardest road game at A and M. Their home, their 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 road schedule at Mississippi State to win. Um, at Kentucky figures to be a win, and I think they beat Auburn because. Contrary to all the popular belief about throw out the record books and all that crap, no, the best team wins that game 99 out of 100 times. Um, but here's my thing. If you're making me bet over under here, I think I mean, I'm going under. Because I can get you to 10-2 and two pretty quick. Yeah, no, it, it can get to 10-2 and two really quick. The I question, mean, the only thing that's – the only advantage you got that you would even – the only reason you would say over – is because they play those games at home. That's yeah. that's the thing. Got to go. Got to go to College Station, and then they've got the games at home that I think the could, losable games, in my opinion, are at home. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I'm Ole Miss, I'm thrilled that I catch them early. I'd rather catch them early when potentially they haven't figured out the quarterback deal. If they figured it out, they figured it out. But I, it, the longer you give them to figure it out, the more yeah apt they are to figure it out. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is a challenging game for them. Uh, I, I'm a big LSU believer. Um, it's close. Ten and a half is the right number. Yeah, no, it's the right number. It's the right number. Uh, that, that, I'm it, just never going – I wouldn't bet it. No, if Vegas's goal is to get an equal number of bets on they, both sides, they, did it. They, they, they crushed this. They nailed it. All right, so LSU, we talk about them a lot. LSU, meanwhile, is over under, according to DraftKings, of uh, nine and a half as the Tigers get ready for uh, year two under Brian Kelly, who was in my dream last night for some reason. That was strange. All you right. Guys, do we need to get some underlying issues we need to talk about, Neil? I probably do. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I think what happened was I was catching up on Twitter and I saw Brian Brian Kelly got uh, and LSU coaches got fitted for Blue Delta jeans. Cause okay. Blue, I think that's what happened. Okay. But yeah, Brian Kelly was in my dream last night. He was not in a good mood. <laughs> Strange. Uh, I never – yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> LSU – so here's the interesting schedule. LSU's got an interesting schedule. LSU is at um, Florida State to open the season. I think that game's in Orlando. Yeah. <coughs> uh, they get Grambling. 
uh, at home for their home opener, September 9th. They go to Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, at Ole Miss to close out the, uh, no, one, two, three, four, five, at, at Ole Miss and then at Missouri to close out the first half of the schedule. Okay. Uh, they open the back half with Auburn at home, Army at home, at Alabama, Florida at home, Georgia State at home, Texas A&M at home on November the 25th. I, I'll go over. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I love the over here because when I t- think about losable games in my mind for them. I got two. Um, I don't know what I think about Florida State. That was one of my two. I, I think that's one of my two. Um, I think they could lose, uh, obviously, at Alabama. Those are my two. And that Texas A&M game with them has been a weird game. I mean, they went to Texas A&M last year as the SEC West champion and got popped by a Texas A&M team that was done. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're asking me over-under, and the over-under is nine and a half, I'm going over. Yeah, I agree. I'm going over. Not it's a bad podcast to agree, but the only two I, I think F- FSU, which sucks because I think, dude, that's a – that's a hell. That's the best first game in a while. I mean, I, that, I'm all in watching the LSU Florida State game. Like I'm all in. All right, so we got three teams at seven and a half: Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M. We'll take them in that order. Uh, okay. Ole Miss opens September second at home against Mercer. Okay. Then Ole Miss plays at Tulane. Uh, Georgia Tech at home, at Alabama, home against LSU and then home against Arkansas to close out the first half of the season. Then uh, Ole Miss gets an open date, opens the second half at Auburn, gets Vanderbilt in Oxford, Texas A&M in Oxford, at Georgia, uh, Harvard South in uh, in Oxford November the 18th. Who's that? Who's Harvard South? Harvard South. Harvard on the Bayou. Oh, Funro? Yeah. And then uh, at Mississippi State on uh, Thanksgiving night, November the 23rd. So, again, Mercer at home, at Tulane, Georgia Tech, um, at Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, at Auburn, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, at Georgia, Louisiana Monroe, at Mississippi State. Probably not betting that one. I think that's the right over-under. Um. In my mind, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm. The risk of pissing a bunch of people off. <laughs> if you make me bet that, and you say, "Well, I, you, you don't get to, you don't get to abstain. You have to bet it." I'm going under, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I know why. Um, because I do win, loss, toss. And when I do win-loss-toss on wins, I go Mercer, yep. Tulane, yep. although uh, Georgia Give Tech. It to them, though. Give it to them. Georgia Tech. I'm looking for wins, just games they're going to win. Yep. Vanderbilt, Louisiana Monroe. Yep. So five. Five win games. Okay, so losses. In my world, at Alabama. Yep. LSU. Yep. Agree, agree. Georgia. Um, Georgia. So that's three. Yep. Five and three is eight. The other four, 
I mean, I can do leaners here. Like, I lean Ole Miss over Arkansas, but I've watched the last three games in that series, and I'm not prepared to go, oh, that's a W. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Uh, um, at Auburn, I lean, I lean Auburn because it's, it's there, and Ole Miss doesn't play well there. And Hugh's going to have his team ready to play. Hey, I can't wait for that week. Oh, I can. That's going to be my favorite week in all of football this I, year. I lean Texas A&M against Ole Miss just because I think Texas A&M has the more talented roster. And then I lean Mississippi State at home against Ole Miss because it's in Starkville and it's going to be his first Egg Bowl there. Now, it doesn't mean Ole Miss won't win those games. but So I, I go split on the four. Two and two, and I get to seven. That's where I. That's where I go. I mean, can can Ole Miss get to eight? Sure. Can Ole Miss get to six? Yes. I just did it this way. I had five games. I think they'll win. I had three games. I think they'll lose. Mm-hmm. Then I had four fifty-fifty games. That's what we just. Yeah. So that puts it at We're seven and five, boat. right? Yeah, right. If you go by chalk. If you go by chalk, but things will change between now and then. Oh sure. Well, I mean, there'll be. You, it's, this is impossible, right? It's just first. It's it's impossible to go, well, here's what's going to happen in week five. Well, you don't know who's going to be hurt, who's not going to be hurt. I mean, but if you're looking at it from the outset and you're trying to figure out what's the safest over-under, I think the safer bet is under. Yep. That's me. All right, uh, let's see. Which, look, now, that's that's not terrible with the people you're having to play there because you got Georgia on the other side now, so you got you don't have an east. All right, so we go from Easy them one. to Arkansas, also seven and a half. Ar- I don't know enough about Arkansas's defense this year. I got I to gotta look into that. Yeah, so Arkansas opens at home against Western Carolina. Then they get Kent State at home. Okay. BYU at home. Okay. Then they hit the road. They go to Baton Rouge September 23rd. Okay. They play the uh, Arlington game on September the 30th against Texas A&M at okay. Jerry World. They come to Ole Miss on October the 7th to close out the uh, – Front half of their season. Okay. Follow that with the trip to Alabama, October the 14th. Uh, then they go home. They get uh, Mississippi State at home, followed by an open date at Florida. They get Auburn at home, FIU at home, and Missouri at home. So the uh, front part of the schedule, the very early part, pretty good. The back part, not so bad. The middle is brutal. So if I'm doing over under on them, I'm trying to let's see, I could, let's do win loss toss, wins Western Carolina, mm-hmm. Kent State, same same, and I think BYU is a win, same. Uh, looking for other wins, FIU, same. Might be as far as I go. I gave them Auburn at home as a dub. Okay. I gave them uh, Missouri at home as a dub. Okay, so you're giving them six dubs. I'm giving them four. I got uh, seven dubs. I gave them one more. Then you, you gave me one more at home I liked. Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. It was uh, an SEC team. Florida at home, maybe? No, at uh, Florida. There was one more I had in there. It was a home game. Their home games again. Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. They have Arkansas, Texas A&M's the neutral site game. Um, they get uh, Mississippi State at home. That was it. Auburn at home. And Missouri. FI, FIU and Missouri at home. Yeah, I gave them. All right, so L's for them um, at Alabama, at LSU. It's L L. That's only two L's. That's I only it. two L's, so I'm getting into some tosses. I'm going over. Um, I don't hate the over, but I don't know that I feel good about enough about them to get there. I got three fifty fifties, seven and two with three fifty fifties. 
We'll see if I can get them to eight. Uh, Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU is three. They always play Texas A&M close, but if I'm going to be consistent here, I think Texas A&M is better this year. Um, that wasn't my 50-50, so I don't know. That game's weird. Yeah. Um, so that's three. I'll give them Mississippi State's four. I'll give them Auburn's five, FIU six, Missouri seven. So if they get one of the other ones, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Here's the one that if you told me they won, I'm not surprised. At Florida. I put that in my 50-50. November 4th? Florida might be in trouble by November 4th. I got this weird feeling. We won't talk about the East today. I got this weird feeling they're not going to be so bad. Okay. You might be right. No, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go out and win a natty or anything. Yeah. But the East is not what the East has been, minus Georgia. Okay. Uh, let's see. Texas A&M is up next. So, on Arkansas, you're going over. I'm going over, under, over. Uh, Alabama, I'll just say over. I don't know. All right. Here's our, here's Texas A&M. They open on September the 2nd uh, at home against New Mexico. Yep. Uh, they go to Miami a week later. Okay. Uh, ULM comes to uh, College Station September the 16th. It's automatic L for you. Uh, Auburn comes in the next week. And okay. then they play Arkansas in the aforementioned um, Southwest Classic at Jerry World. Okay. Uh, Alabama at home October the 7th. Okay. At Tennessee. Okay. Open date. Okay. South Carolina at home September the uh, October the 28th, I should say. Okay. Uh, at Ole Miss, November the 4th. Mississippi State at home, November the 11th. Abilene Christian on uh, November the 18th. And then at LSU on November the 25th. So the over-under is seven and a half. So one, two, three. I think they beat Auburn at home. That's four. I think they beat Arkansas and Arlington. That's five. They lose to Bama. I think they lose at Tennessee. That South Carolina game. Dude, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they, they they typically lose to the Mississippi schools. I mean, as cocky as they are, they typically lose to both. But I'll give them Mississippi State. I'll give them Abilene Christian, and I think they lose in Baton Rouge. I got them six and three with three 50-50 games, which puts it at seven and a half. And it, <laughs> well, Vegas is good. And it, in any one of those scenarios, and here's the part that, that's hard to do when you do this. in any Because talking about this in, in – um, the middle of May, it's very easy to do it without emotion. Yes. Because it's probably the most accurate you'll be. <laughs> like whatevs, right? <laughs> hey, look, if if let's play this scenario out. Get off to a hot start. I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them all the way through Arkansas. Okay. okay. So that's five and oh. Boy, they're pumped. Texags is woo wee, we're winning the whole thing, banging their rings. Everybody's pumped. L, Alabama. Okay. I think that'll be L. At Tennessee. That's the L. Get an open date. Take a chance to regroup. Talk ourselves into a hot finish. Okay. Okay. South Carolina comes in and beats them. That is a that would be a big game because South Carolina's good now. Then you got to go to Ole Miss and Ole Miss gets them. And now now you're five and four and it's chaos. Yeah. You're firing everybody. Who are we hiring? Can we raise the money? And that's when Mississippi State goes. Hey, we weren't supposed to do anything. Yeah. And they get them. And now, all of a sudden, you beat Abilene Christian in front of a half-filled stadium, and you're 6-5 and five going to going to LSU. 
The over-under's already shot. And hell, you're staring at the Birmingham Bowl, and it's who's replacing Jimbo Fisher. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but what I'm saying is they could lose a few games in a row, and the panic kicks in, and everybody loses their minds, and all of a sudden, games that we thought in the middle of May, oh, that's a win, is suddenly not a win anymore. Yeah, no, I, I see. I I think they're going to be better, man. I just, I don't know. I'm going to keep saying that every year until it happens. Um, eventually, I'll be right. Um but look, I I think they're gonna get off to a hot start. That Tennessee game, I mean, I mean, but I'll, but I'll, I'll throw a panic at you. Lose uh, lose the the game in 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 Arlington. The last three years, it's been an absolute yeah, coin it's toss. Always weird. Lose it. Lose that game. Yeah, no, it's and then and then after that, it's. I mean, holy shit, dude! It it blows up at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you lose that game and you're four and one, Bama gets you four and two, four and three, four and four. But I mean, he falls apart. So I agree. All right. Uh, Mississippi State and Auburn both are six and a half as they're over under. We'll start with Mississippi State if I can get to the screen here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football schedule. Here we go. Twenty twenty three. Mississippi State. The uh, Bulldogs open at home on September the second against Southeastern Louisiana. Let's go. Uh, then they stay at home. They're home for the first three weeks. Southeastern Louisiana, Arizona, LSU. Oh. Then they hit the road for uh, a trip to Columbia, South Carolina, to play. Uh, you might guess South Carolina. I heard uh, Alabama at home, Ooh, and Western God. Western Michigan at home to close out the first half of the season. They get an open date. Welcome to the beginning of the season, huh? Yeah, open date after Western Michigan. Then they head to Fayetteville and to Auburn to close out the month of October against Arkansas and Auburn. Uh, they come home and get uh, 
Kentucky and Mississippi State. Um, Southern Miss comes in on September, November the 18th, and then five days later, Ole Miss comes in for the Egg Bowl on uh, Thanksgiving night, November the 23rd. So, Dude, who scheduled that freaking schedule, man? So you got to play Southern Miss and freaking Arizona, and your and your four out of conference games. Yeah, so I mean, there's some pitfalls in here. Um, so I'm trying to get Arizona's getting better, and they're not good, but let, they're getting better. Let me see if I can get them to seven. See if I can get them to seven. Over under is six and a half. Let me see if I can get them to seven. Southeast Louisiana one. Yep. Arizona two. I don't like their chances against LSU. Correct. I don't like their chances against South Carolina or Alabama. The South Carolina games at home or away. It's uh, there. Oof. Uh, Western Michigan at home, that's three. All right, I'm going to give them Arkansas, although that's a hell of a gift. But I'm going to give them Arkansas coming off an open date. Um, that's four. I can't just give them Auburn. I'll give them Kentucky at home, that's five. I'll give them Southern Miss. See, I'm going under on Mississippi State because I'm having to give them games that I don't feel great about giving them. I can't get them to seven with – kind of feeling good about it yeah that's tough like i can get i can get old miss to eight i can get arkansas to eight right and and not feel like i'm reaching here i feel like if i'm getting them to seven i'm reaching Whew, that's a brutal freaking schedule southern miss is not getting any worse either and they're gonna be that's their super bowl you know so i mean oh you don't think will have his team ready that oh, day do you it's their super bowl if they're playing well and, and he's been recruiting really well um full of mississippi kids that yeah I mean, that normally would be going to Mississippi State and Ole Miss all these years until the portal came about. But so here's here's their worst case. You you even beating Arizona, you lose to LSU, you lose at South Carolina, Alabama pops you, you beat Western Michigan, you lose in Arkansas, you go to Auburn and lose. Even if I give you Kentucky, you go to Texas A and M, they've got it right this time, they get you. And then that Southern Miss game, you're not you're not exactly wired in, and you might be looking ahead a little bit five nights, and Will will not be looking ahead. No. He will want that game. That's a They got a ton of my – in my head, That's I was all over the place. They got a ton of 50-50 games, in my opinion. Um, I do like Zach Arnett. I do like what they're doing down there. Um, I like that Will Rogers is around for his 84th year as a quarterback. That's going to help when, when it comes nut-cutting time. So they're probably going to win more 50-50 games than they're going to lose. Um, but that the egg bowl may the egg bowl may determine some overs and unders on this bet, uh, depending on who you bet on. Probably will. All right, Auburn six and a half. Auburn opens September the sixth, September the second, I should say, against UMass. Then they go out to Berkeley to play uh, Cal. Um, they come back and play. I know I almost said it, but I didn't. Uh, they come back and they play Samford. You know what I'm laughing about? Well, last time that Hugh was scheduled to play yeah. Cal, he was fired and spent the week in Covington, Kentucky with me and the parrot. Um, <laughs> All right, who's after Cal? After Cal is Samford okay. at home. Then at Texas A&M. Okay. Home against Georgia. Okay. At LSU. Okay. Ooh. Ole Miss at home. Mississippi State at home. At Vanderbilt, at Arkansas, New Mexico State at home, home against Alabama, under. Under. Mm. So I can get you off to a 3-0 and start. I don't think they're winning in College Station. They're not beating Georgia. They're not winning at LSU. 
I don't think they're beating Ole Miss and State at home. There might be one of them. But why are we giving Auburn all these wins? No, it's 50 50. Um, shit, dude, I'm not handing them the Vanderbilt game in Nashville. I am. Okay. I'm going to give them that one. Uh, I'm not handing them the Arkansas game in Fayetteville. No. Uh, I'll hand them New Mexico State. And I'm sure as hell not handing them the Iron Bowl. No, you don't want to do that? No. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the number's where it needs to be. If you made me bet, I would say there'd be six and six if you made me bet. But look, I'll say it a hundred times till we get there. We can look and we can do all this stuff on paper. Me and you both know it's year one with Hugh Freeze at Auburn. He's going to beat somebody that this time of year you give him no chance of beating. Don't know who it's going to be. Don't know, I mean, what the deal is. But he will beat somebody that he's not supposed to beat. I don't know who it's going to be, but he's going to end up beating somebody that's that nobody's going to think so. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that prediction. I don't I don't think that's wrong. Um, now he's got to win the other ones, right? I mean, he's got to get the ones that you're giving him. Um, but he's going to end up beating somebody. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to beat Georgia or Alabama, but or LSU. But those other nine games, he'll figure out a way. It's going to be competitive. He'll he'll beat somebody that nobody's going to give him a chance of beating. You see the pictures from uh, Joe Burrow at uh, OTAs today in Cincinnati with his headband on. Got his headband on. Got the got the locks flowing. Joe, I have. Joe's been in the gym. All right. Uh, he looks he looks like he's put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I'm totally serious. I mean, you had dreams about Brian Kelly, and no, now he, you're he, and he now just, you're talking about he looks like he's his gained physique. A, I'm he, starting a little. We need to go get you some help. Well, I mean. <laughs> I've been drinking Bud Light. I'm I'm kidding. It's a joke. Ha ha. Um, all right. Uh, Grind said, Siski, you got to accept that Ole Miss people believe he's going to fail at AU. Well, I don't give a shit, Grind. I I, I kind of say what I want to say. Uh, I'm not. I'm I don't. Not I don't think he's. I'm gonna, not help. He I will think, not. I, I do not think he's going to fail. I don't think he's going to fail. I think it's going to take him a little time to get the roster in place that he needs. I don't know. He's he's won everywhere he's been. I don't know why we're saying yeah. this place no. is going to be the place that he doesn't. No, he doesn't win. I think he'll win at Auburn. I'm just not prepared to say that he's going to win. Big in year one in a league that's no, I don't think he's gonna win big in a I just league think that's he, really healthy. I think he's in a similar situation than he was when we when we took over um in twelve here at Ole Miss and hell ahead won a damn SEC game. What I mean it was years, two years maybe. At least. You know, it'd been a so long time. Beat one back to back games on the road in Little Rock and here at home against Auburn. You know, I know that we won. I don't I think that that maybe all we maybe won a little more. Y'all won y'all won three league games, right? Beat state. That year, yeah, at home. So we won three league games. He'll figure it out. Um, our little portal update because uh, I had to do a little work with a client this morning in the portal stuff. Um, so as of because we were the particular topic we were discussing where it was FBS scholarship players uh, in the portal. Um, as of this morning, and this was about nine ish that I had this phone call. Uh, there were thirteen hundred and twenty four. FBS scholarship players in the portal. Um, 598 of those were grad grad transfers um, of that 1324. 598 of those were grad transfers. Um, the number is misleading, uh, which I, I wish they could figure out a way to do this. But, you know, just because you commit to a school, they're not coming out of the portal. They're only coming out of the portal once they enroll in classes. So we were joking. We said we got to give them enough time to raise their prices up. So it's a little portal update for you. I think you'll see a lot more 
of commits and a little more solid commits um, because these prices, once they go on the visit and they figure out how much everybody's going to pay them, I guess this is when the decisions are going to be made over the next couple of weeks because they will, I guess, enroll in June. Most of them will, um, unless they're just going to hold out for more. So next couple of weeks will be big on determining who's going where and all that stuff in the portal, even though they are committed to go to places that doesn't lock them in until they actually start classes. So that's your portal update for today from the FBS because I was actually in there working on it this morning. All right, and then, Neil, i got to give credit here. Um, you got any more bills to pay before I talk about this because I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, a couple real quick. Right. Uh, brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro, where they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po' Boys gumbo voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you live in North Mississippi, you know that it is hot today. If your AC, if your AC is um, balking at you, you need to get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern here pretty quick. Different names, same great products, same great people, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the uh, surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. All right, so I want to give make sure I give them credit. Um, one of your people on your board made me – made me think, gave me an idea, and I started running with it. I actually ran it by a couple of people over the weekend. Um, and John in Oxford was the guy who's spurned his thoughts. So, John, thank you. Made my brain think a little bit. I had an idea that may fix everything. And I want to see if you can poke holes in it because I can't poke holes in it. Okay. I've been trying, but I can't. So NCAA, if you're listening, I may have a way to fix all this mess. All right, collectives. Collectives are not NIL. Collectives are pay-for-play. Is that fair? Yes. Okay, so everybody has a collective. There's nobody I mean, getting I any mean, kind of name, image, and likeness out of a collective. They would push back and say that they do some stuff on social media, right. blah, 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 blah. But in reality... In reality, it's salary. It's salary. So... If you have a collective, that is essentially pay for play. So the NCAA is trying like hell. They're trying to go to Congress and they're trying to get all these laws passed. Well, what if we did this, NCAA? Because we already have state laws that allow um, schools to be involved with a collective. It's just not an NCAA rule. Does that make sense? Like they're bucking the system a little bit by the school being involved with a collective as much as it is, depending on what state you're located in. And that's some of the frustration, right? If the NCAA comes out in the collective part, that's the pay for play. And we're going to cap what the collective, not the NIL, you can get all the NIL money you want to get big boy, because the collective is not NIL, it's pay for play. If the NCAA allows the schools to be involved with the collectives and they cap how much each player can make based on how many years they are in school. So, example, if you're year one in school, you make X amount of dollars. Year two, you can make this amount. Year three, this amount. Year four, whatever, right? It would slow down everything. Do you know how, like, think about why would you go in the portal if you're going to make the same amount at school X as school Y? Why would you go in the portal? All right, first of all, how how does the NCAA have 
legislation over private companies because the portals are LLC. I mean, the 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 the, the collectives are they would LLCs. They're private organizations. They're 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 business. I, I don't I don't I don't see how they would be able to enforce anything involving collectives. Well, the collectives are giving the money to the student athletes, right? So sure, sure. But, but so every but, school but, has. But again, a, you don't. You being the NCAA ha, have no uh, authority over those collectives, and I don't know how you're going to get it. They're not going to surrender it to you. So that's what I'm saying. So you make rules and regulations, okay, that allow the school and the collective to be one. Okay, you have to create the rule, but the NCAA, you don't need legislation for that. You can make that rule from the NCAA side. You don't need state legislation because, like, some states can go ahead, like, uh, some states, hell, the head coaches can go do fundraisers for your collective, right? Yes. Some states, you can't even talk to them. Right. So you make that, don't worry about being a state law, just making an NCAA, because the NCAA rule says you can't. It's the, it's, the, it's the state laws that say you can on certain states, right? So they go ahead and buck the system and say, hey, you can be involved with the collectives. You allow the collectives to pay the players. That's what you cap. Now, Neil, if you're the star quarterback and it's year two and you're getting X amount of dollars, dude, go out and make all the money you want to. We're not capping how much you can make because you can go get a commercial for AT&T or make all the freaking money you want to make. Okay. All right? Yep. If you can make $10 million, go get it. True NIL. True NIL because the collectives, in my opinion, are not, and in anybody that has any common sense in this no, deal, I agree. are not NIL. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pay for play. Yeah. It, it, it's part of, and frankly, it's part of the problem. It, part of the problem is that they ref, they, they they keep saying, "Hey, we got to like you hear the collective guys. We got to come up with more nil." No, you don't. You're coming up with more money. You're not coming up with nil. You're not. They're not doing anything. And don't tell me, well, they tweet a little. Stop. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, no, no, right. I mean, <laughs> I, when when Bryce Young had the deal with Doctor like, Pepper, Doctor Pepper, that's that, nil. That's nil. Yeah, right. That's Bryce Young's name, image, likeness. Because that that campaign is not as effective if you're using the backup quarterback at Western Michigan, and I'm sure he's a fine young man. Correct. But that that campaign is effective because the casual viewer in that ad goes, "Oh, that's Bryce Young, right? That's the quarterback at Alabama this year." I mean, if you're Caleb Williams, right? Caleb Williams is going to be a more effective salesperson than the you know starting tight end at florida international who i'm sure is a wonderful person yeah has a great family but he's not caleb williams right that's what i'm saying so, so I, I mean yeah that and that's where it was supposed to be that was NIL. the point yeah. that was the point but look on paper what you're saying makes so much sense that it makes too much sense that it's it? too logical my only <laughs> my only concern would be the NCAA and I know this for a fact the NCAA does not want to go to court they don't want another beat down in the oh, court yeah. system okay and so their concern this is not me guessing this is this is factual their concern with anything that incorporates a quote cap in quote is that they could be sued for trying to limit a, a player's uh, value, limit his earning potential. But you're not, are you? No, you're not. But here's the here's the dirty little secret. The players don't want to do anything. <laughs> Nothing. They just want to get paid. 
right? They don't want people are like, why don't you guys do those shows? Well, because the players don't want to do the shows. I mean, number one, I mean, why don't you want to do a show? Okay, well, I want to get paid. Yeah, but don't you want the kid to get the money? I don't care if he gets the money or not. I want to get paid. Yeah. Okay. Like if I get paid and then the kid makes 80 gazillion bucks, cool. Why isn't anybody talking about that? About how the kids are being like, they get their money, but they're like not reaching their full uh, potential Be- because they don't want to work. Because it's not, it's not popular. It's, it's comes across as critical of the kid. And I don't mean it that way. I, I mean, you know, they, they don't want to go hustle for more dollars. And the truth is during the season, they're already busy. They're slammed. They're exhausted. They got stuff going on. They're trying to be, have a life too. They don't want to go tape a bunch of ads. Grind's over here talking about variable interest entity. Grind, I don't even know what that means. You, you lost me on that one, boss. I'm not smart enough to understand what that means. But my point is this, all right? So you could say this, all right? You could even go a step further and say, okay, when you graduate, you reach another tier, okay? So freshman, sophomore, junior, or whatever. But mm-hmm. when you graduate, you reach the max tier, right? Do you know how many people would be graduating their ass off? Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I just... I, this 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 feels like a lot of legislation and a lot of legislation is going to just get Congress doesn't want this. The NCAA doesn't want it. Well, they don't need Congress if they do this. That was the whole point, right? Yeah, the NCAA is not doing this on its own. The NCAA is not doing this on its own. The NCAA will, will do this if Congress passes it and they can go, hey, this is Congress. We're just enforcing congressional rules. Recruit more high school kids because, hey, you can't afford to pay of, the three-year guy. So let's go. Let's go get a bunch of rookies. Of course, you I mean you could do a lot of. There's a keeping, lot of things for a lot of people that are you could keeping help. the transfer portal as is. That's what I'm saying. Check this out. You leave the transfer portal because I don't think you can fix both, right? I don't know if you can fix one of them, right? But if you fix this, hey, leave the portal the way it is, because now why is a kid going to the portal? If he's making the same money here as he's going to make next door, why would he go in the portal? Well, now you're just going to get back into black market money. I mean, all right, but here's the thing, right? I agree. That was the that was the blowback that I got, right? That was the number one thing. Well, you're just gonna get back in black market money. Cool, all right. But allegedly, I know a little bit about the black market. Black market money is a tw- is a twentieth, yes, of, of what collective money is. Sure. Okay. So there's not gonna be a pool because corporations aren't contributing to black market. Correct. Well, there's with, not gonna be a giant a pool that's gonna move the needle that much. I mean, I could think of a car dealer, but. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's not going to be as much money. I'm trying to avoid that topic right there. <laughs> you see, I like smoothed over that one. Yeah. But there is a, there is not the black market money Chevrolet is not even near where Ford dealer, <laughs> where collective money is. Beer distributor. Yeah. But yeah, most places. But that was my, and the other thing is like, somebody was like, well, you're just going to get a company that's going to say, okay, we're going to do a legit NIL deal with such and such. Well, the corporations, Okay, this is another thing they don't talk about. Corporations rather be in the collective. They don't want to be tied to a school's athlete because it cuts their market down. Well, and also you, when you get tied to an athlete as a corporation, like we're going to talk about John Morant in a minute, you get tied to a to an athlete and then he does something stupid and all of a sudden you're tied to it and you're trying to, how do we extricate ourselves from it? Yeah, they're still kids, but you don't, let's say it's a, if you're, if you go sign a, a Mississippi State athlete, all right, you're a Mississippi company. What's the biggest Mississippi company? Let's just throw one out. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of one that's talked about doing business with us and, and doesn't because there's no Mississippi State equivalent, and that's um, Cellular South or Singular. Right. All right, so say that's Cellular South, okay? Singular. Singular. 
They yeah. still got a company? C Spire? C Spire. Okay. All right, so you're C Spire, and you go out and you go, all right, I'm going to uh, do a deal with Will, Will Rogers. Well, now all of the Ole Miss fans are going to be – I mean, it's Bud Light, Miller Light, right? They're going to be pissed off because – you got him and you don't have Jackson Dart, and well, now we're not going to buy stuff. They're going to have to go do both yeah. instead of quietly joining the collective. Yeah. So I think that's a uh, that's a way. And then um, – but I think you could slow down the portal. I think the kids would go in the, in the portal for the right reasons, which is, hey, I'm not playing or whatever it is. Or, hey, if the max is 50 grand for year two or whatever it is, then – Hey, we're only going to pay you. Two. You don't have to pay him the max. We're only going to pay you twenty five. Well, I'll go in the portal, go get fifty somewhere else. Well, you don't think he's good enough to get the max, whatever it is. But I think it would slow a lot down. So it makes sense. Uh, I don't have a lot of hope for it, but it no, makes, I don't either. I just made it, it off sense. the top of my head. But if they're wanting to slow things down, that would require zero federal legislation. It would help both ways. You keep everybody happy because the kid can still go in the portal if he wants to go in the portal. You can go anytime you want to. All that stuff. I'll give you my theory. I don't think the NCAA wants to slow it down. I think the NCAA wants to see it blow up where they can go in and go, okay, we told you. You tried. Now we're going to fix this. We'll see. I just don't. I wish they would, but I just I think it's so far down the road. Well, I don't know how they're going to get it back. Maybe. Uh, we'll shift gears in a second. A uh, super chat from Big Reb 601 He says, I just want to ask uh, that those of you who believe to keep my father in your prayers, he's in the ICU with pancreatitis and sepsis and recovery will be hard. You, yeah, uh, think about you, brother. That's we'll tough. definitely, definitely keep you in, in uh, keep you and him and your family in, in our prayers for sure. All right. Uh, John Morant back in the news. And it's not because the Grizzlies advanced to the Western Conference Finals. And so if you're the Memphis Grizzlies and you tell somebody back in April, hey, we're going to be talking about Ja, middle of May. They go, we did it. We beat the Lakers. We beat the Warriors. And now we're headed to Denver to face Nikola Jokic and Murray and Porter and all those guys, and we're four wins from the NBA Finals. That's probably what they would think. Game threes in Memphis, it's going to be crazy. That's what they would think. And then if I told them, no, Ja did another Instagram video with a gun. Did you see the video? Yeah. That's where they just put their head down on the table and go, Why? He just signed the new contract. Was it five years, one hundred ninety-four million or something like that, and change? Yeah, some I I don't know. Thirty-three million, I think, first year. Got a ton. Up to like forty something. Got a, a big deal with uh, a big deal with um, Nike. Nike. That if I'm if I'm Nike, I'm out. If I'm Nike, I'm done. That's I it. don't I because just, this is twice in a very short period of time, and it just shows that he doesn't he doesn't get it. And that, and he might not get it. And if I'm Nike, I'm, I'm just moving on. There's too many other good options. When you make that kind of money, when you become a sports superstar, there's a saying, you know, there's nothing in life for free, right? You're making that kind of money. You got to give up a lot of stuff. That's this. You don't live a normal life. You can't go out in public. You can't do things. If this guy was Johnny Joe on the side of the street, nobody would have said one word about it. Okay, but you you're not. You're a you're a role model. All right. There's millions of kids that that look up to John Morant. Look, like he, that's a responsibility he, as a human being, man. He entered the season as one of the ten most recognizable people in the NBA. Oh, okay, that's, that's fair. I mean, that's b beyond fair. And so you. 
when you have that type of spotlight on you. Don't be a dumbass. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The first time he got caught on the video, the strip club and all that stuff, and there was all this blowback and pushback, and he said, hey, I'm going to go take some time off, and I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to come back bigger and better and stronger than ever. I'm so sorry. Okay. You're a young dude. Happens. And then, what is it, two months later? If that was like March, I think, last one. So, yeah, two months. You're doing it again? In such a callous, stupid manner. And so if I'm if I'm the league, I said this this morning on, on the Oxford Exxon podcast. If I'm if I'm the Grizzlies, I gotta send a message. He's gotta know, hey dude. Um strike threes on you, right? You this you've gotta clean it up. You've got you've gotta clean it up. And so if I'm the Grizzlies, he's suspended. I mean fifteen games. To start the season, I, I he's got to pay. It's, and if I'm the league, and someone corrected me in the stream, and I think they're right, if I'm the league, I'm like, no, that's not enough. Nope, you you're not bringing this thing down, bud. We've worked too hard. There's too many people in all these organizations. There's too many people who are in a, in a, in a in a crowded space fighting for relevance. Right, because you got the NFL as the flex it up. Yeah, the NFL plays no games. At some point, you got to learn from from what the NFL does, or like it or dislike it. The NFL, you you do something to embarrass the NFL, and they will wipe you out. Yeah, well, Austin says it right here. You're starting to remind him of Antonio Brown. So what happened to Antonio Brown? Right, yeah, and he's so, irrelevant. And so you know, you look at you look at Major League Baseball. Trevor Bauer's not pitching in, yeah. in Major League Baseball. Um, he's in Japan. He's in Japan. I mean, Trevor Bauer's not far removed from a Cy Young Award. He and won it the year before, right? That he got suspended or maybe two years. Uh, he, won he won it with the Reds when they beat when they beat them. Or he won it in twenty with the pan, was it the pandemic year that he won it. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Whatever the case may be, he's he's a damn good pitcher and he can help a team right now. Yeah. But so if if you're if you're Adam Silver, a message has to be sent that that hey, we're not you're not that you're not big enough. To bring, because what's next? What's next? Well, Does he? I mean, he keeps brandishing a firearm. Well, what's next? All right, here's if, what, if I'm if I'm the league, I'm just I'm just done with him. I'm 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 really close, and I've got to send him a message that goes, "Hey, no more." I mean, the guy. I mean, from South Carolina, two parent home, the whole deal. Like, he knows better. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows better, and. What drives me nuts is let's look at the Grizzlies. They just invested $200 million, roughly, in 194, whatever it was, three, whatever it was. All right. In the superstar. And yet we're making that kind of money and we got that kind of investment in the kid and, he, and he's riding around with a gun. Like, why doesn't he have his own? Like, he's got to have somebody to babysit. If you got to have somebody to pay somebody 250 grand a year to babysit the guy, whatever. But like, this guy, it's not just about sitting out games. He's got a like lifestyle change. He's got to change who he's hanging around with. I mean, who are his friends? Like, hey, I got an idea. Look, I'm going, I'm going to pull up my video, and the poor guy, he did try to like hide the video once he saw glass yeah. the gun or whatever. But like, why does Ja Moran, a guy that you got two, uh, you know, a fifth of a billion dollars invested in, riding around in a car with a gun? 
Why isn't he with people protecting him with a gun? Like, he should have his own team. And we're riding around like that? It's You're going to do stupid shit. And it's kind of like my mother always would say, if you run around with dogs, you're going to wake up with fleas. Yeah. All right, if you got that, you got to give up some things. You know what I mean? Like you, you, it's, you can't do the things that you once or want to do sometimes because you're that kind of person. LeBron can't do that. Well, no. Trey Young can't do that. No, I mean, again, there's, name any superstar, any sport that can do that and get away with it. There's, there aren't any. And he continues. That's my point. It's just come on, dude. If I'm, I, he's if if I'm the league. I'm suspending him for at least a quarter of the season. I mean, top five dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. It's just stupid, yeah. Just well, grind grind says as we say where I'm from, you turn in gangsta at twenty five just to prove you're not from here. I, I don't know why Ja is doing all this. Right? I, I don't I don't know why. Why are you trying to be something you're not? Who to impress who? Who is who? Who is that? That's what I'd love to find out from him. Is who exactly are you trying to impress? Because if you want to really impress, if you want to really impress, go win a title in Memphis. Yeah, go win a title in Memphis. Like it's the equivalent of Giannis Antetokounmpo winning a title in Milwaukee, of Dirk Nowitzki winning a title in in Dallas. You look at those titles and you're like, respect. You remember that one title. Ever, it's just, and if I'm if I'm the Grizzlies though I'm 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 worried right now because <laughs> my path to winning is is really narrow and it includes includes him him at his highest level and if I got to worry every night about what he does and who he does it with I'm concerned and we live in a world and here's the thing is you live in a world now social media took away a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the shit, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here. I mean, I'm sure back in the – I mean, we, we've heard stories and stuff about, you know, baseball guys drinking beer in the locker room after games. When sure. social media came around, that took away a lot of the extracurricular freedoms that you had. Sure. All right? And then, like I always had a saying, and I've heard it, a bunch of coaches talk about it, but it's protect the team. All right? Protect the team. When you do shit like that, you're not protecting the team. Now you're bringing – I always would say, hey, when your problems become my problems, now it's a problem. Like, dude, that's so stupid. And it just pisses me off that this guy's got literally a fifth of a billion dollars. He's working on pissing down. down. I'm talking about generation of generation of generational wealth. He's looking at pissing down the freaking tube because he's being a dumbass. I just... And for not to have... It's just as much Memphis's fault, too. I believe this. And people are not going to talk about this. But there, you should know. You can't tell me that they didn't know they had a problem before the last, before March. You can't convince me of that. No, no, they, they they're bound to have known. You can't convince me that no one in that organization before March of this year knew. Hey, dude, this guy is going out and he's doing some things that's going to burn our ass. But here's the problem: is that you're so scared as an organization to truly take it on because you don't want to alienate him. It's the problem with small markets. It's one of the. It's really. I've been listening to a really fascinating series of podcasts leading up to the draft. And obviously, I'm a Thunder guy. And there was a really well-done podcast where the Thunder the Thunder 
the odds are they'll go 12th. The draft is tomorrow. Draft lottery is tomorrow night. It's 80 something percent chance they'll be the 12th pick. They could fall to 13. They could jump to 11. And then there's a very small, but there chance that they move into the top four. And so what they did was they said, Hey, let's, let's do this where, Hey, if we're picking first, if we're picking eighth, if we're picking 13th, whatever, who would we take? Okay. And they did the deal where they were obviously if the thunder got the first pick in the draft, there's a 1.7% chance they'd get the, they would take Victor Wimbanyama. There's a 1.9% chance they get the second pick. And if they got the second pick, they would take Scoot Henderson. There's a, 2.2 or something like that percent chance they get the third pick, which led to the fascinating conversation. On paper, who do you take? Brandon Miller. 6'9", can shoot it, fills your, spaces your floor for a team that's about to bring Chet Holmgren in. You got Shea Gildas-Alexander. You've got Brandon Miller makes so much sense. And these are informed people who said, I don't think they'd do it. Why? Because Oklahoma City's never going, and Memphis either. Anything you say about Oklahoma City applies to Memphis. You're never going to be a free agent destination. The elite player, the peak of his career, Luka Doncic isn't finishing his <laughs> contract in Dallas and going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign the big max deal with Oklahoma City. Right. No, 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 he's going to L.A., he's going to New York. Right. Big market. Going to Miami. You bring in a Brandon Miller? And he turns out to be a cancer. You have to blow the whole thing up and start, start over again. again. And that's that's you have to at those places. You know, it, it's it's lip service at a lot of places. Hey, we really evaluate people. No, you got to get it right. Yeah, I just it's 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 heartbreaking on one end because I mean I've been in the business so long. That you, I mean, you you come across these things right, and the point to me is. Just because they're of age doesn't make them an adult, a mature adult. No, I mean, and when you're an organization and you got that kind of money invested in a guy, or you're a college and you got a kid on your team, you know when you take them, you know when they're there, you know what's going on. Like you know the problems. If you're willing to to press the gas, and I'm willing to take this kid if I'm a college coach, or I'm willing to spend that kind of money if I'm an NFL or NBA franchise on a guy, and he's got problems, you have to protect the investment. You have to go above and beyond to make sure he's not screwing up, and apparently that's not happening. So this is just as much. I blame, I mean, yes, John Morant's an idiot. I mean, top five dumbest shit. I mean, it's almost as bad. Like, I used to have this thing when I was a high school coach. We had a contest for who was idiot of the week, idiot of the year, because it was always an idiot. It's like Michael Vick. You remember when Michael Vick got busted? The guy had just was on the cover of uh, Madden, and he made like $106 million, including all of his inve- uh, endorsements that year. And he got busted, arrested, going on a plane, trying to sneak weed on a commercial flight. Do you remember that? Vaguely. It was like $10 worth of weed. Now, you're worth $106 million, but you're going to get busted for trying to sneak 10 bucks of weed on a plane. Hey, if it's that important to you, just buy it when you get there. Of course. I mean, don't be a dumbass. All right, last couple things. Uh, NBA playoffs, you think the NBA is praying for a Lakers-Celtics <laughs> finals? What are the ratings difference if it's Lakers-Celtics or if it's the other way around? Let's say it's Nuggets and Heat. What are the ratings differences? I would think pretty drastic I would huh? think I would think fairly significant but yet there's a lot I mean I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'll watch it no matter who it is I'm in yeah with so a casual I'm, fan I'm the wrong guy I mean I, I think the casual fan wants to see LeBron and all of that 
Um, I got mad respect for LeBron. I'm, I'm, I've been saying this all year. I've watched the Nuggets a ton. I'm a Thunder guy. I'm not a Nuggets fan. I'm not getting on a bandwagon, but I've enjoyed watching the Nuggets all season, and they're healthy. And right now they're playing a really quality brand of basketball. And I'm not saying they can't lose to the Lakers, but the Lakers are going to have to bring it. Yeah. Because Denver's playing really sound team Anthony basketball. Davis can't can't leave the court in a wheelchair because he's head hurt. He's got a headache. Oh, I'm not going to question that. He got popped. <laughs> um, and he came back and played well in game seven. LeBron was, I mean, game six. LeBron was terrific in game six. And here's my only thing. Where the hell was that Clay Thompson game in 2016? <laughs> Where the hell was that Clay Thompson game? You'd have your dub, man. Oh, we'd have won the whole damn thing. I know. I know. It's unbelievable. Um, All right, last thing. You got PGA Championship at Oak Hill. All right, so we got the second major. By the way, I saw your golf swing. Gave you some love on Twitter, man. I saw that. Dude, Thank you me. can break 100 with that swing. I just got to get you a putter and a short work on a short game. You can break 100 with that swing. I'm good. Top golf's fun, though, huh? Top golf is fun. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a big fan. If you ever want to go play top golf, sign me up. Do you know, like, they got that thing in a cool course. People that play golf understand it. So the tees are so low, and they give you – in the. I'm not taking my own clubs, okay? So the 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 driver and stuff that they have there, yeah. the sweet spot is up high. Like, you can't even hit the sweet spot. They keep you from hitting it out of the – what they're doing is trying to keep you from hitting it out of the screen. Yeah. Like, you can hit your four irons just as far as you can the driver there because you hit the driver below the sweet spot, and the tees are so low. And so you're out there hitting 220 yard drives, but hitting your four iron 220 at the same time. So, but it's a blast. I did not hit my my irons 220 at all. How far can you hit a four iron? I don't know. I hit. Uh, I hit mine 220. Yeah, one something. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I I was I was just being silly after a while. I was having fun. I mean, it was fun. I had the, a few times where I was like, okay, I'm gonna see how far I can hit it, and. Then I was trying to hit. Did you hit the back of the net? I was trying to hit the targets. Um, I, I think it rolled to the back of the net. So I cheated. And the Nashville one was really short. It was only like 215, I think, to the back of the net in Nashville. And so I was playing that game. Was, you got more points for hitting the little thing in the back of the net. I was just stroking four irons in the back of the net and just let them roll down the back of the net. Kids are getting pissed. It's like got bonded like 100 points or something. All right, so the PGA Championship, second major of the year, is playing at Oak Hill in New yep, York. Yep. And I got some bets for the group grind. You got to start betting some PGA. I really like my bets this week because uh, of course fit and everything else. I'm taking, I've already placed them. I'm taking, I got three win bets. I got Tony Finau at plus 2,500. Um, won the last tournament he played in, won. But this is going to be a long-ass course, and you got to be accurate. Got to have a really good short game. Dude, I like Tony Finau plus twenty five hundred as a, a, a wager there. My second bet is Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus twenty eight hundred. Oh yeah, I like him a lot. He's I know you know nothing about Matthew Pitt Fitzpatrick. All right. His his brother used to play quarterback for the Bills. <laughs> I don't know. Terrific, terrific. Player. But here's the thing: so Matthew Fitzpatrick in the off season, so he wasn't in a uh, he wasn't the longest hitter in the game. Like he was just a, I wouldn't call him a short knocker, but he did not hit it out there with everybody else. But in the off season, he went and did all this science shit like Bryson did. And now he's one of the sneaky longer hitters in the game. And he's already, this is his grindy kind of course. Um, he's been playing well. He won um, a couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. I got him in there. And then here is the greatest value pick out there. And if you, some of your sites guys may have where you can pick like a top 10, top eight, things like that. 
Wyndham Clark okay. at plus 8,000. Oh. Here's the thing about Wyndham Clark. Nobody's, like, talking about this guy. Like, when you start looking at the statistics. His parents loved that hotel. Is yes. that what happened? Yeah, that's what it is. But he, strokes gained, he's better than, like, he's better than Justin Thomas. He's better than all these guys, and his value is at plus 8,000. He won, like, two weeks ago, like, going away. Um, and this course fits his eye. Plus 8,000, Wyndham Clark. I'll be stuffing him in all my fantasy lineups. He's, like, at 7,500 bucks and uh, fantasy lineups. But Wyndham Clark at plus 8,000. Little ten dollar bet grind will win you eight hundred bucks if he hits. All right, very last thing here. Uh, you don't know about this. I just found it. Okay, breaking news. There's a film coming out about the uh, John F. Kennedy assassination. It's a film. Yeah. It's a film that uh, it's called Assassination. Is the movie. The reported cast includes uh, Viggo Mortensen, Al Pacino, John Travolta, and Shia LaBeouf. It will retell the fateful murder of John F. Kennedy from the mob's point of view, reimagining his death as a hit ordered by Chicago mob kingpin Sam Giancana as payback for uh, JFK, JFK's attempt to undermine the mob after they helped him get elected. Ooh. Uh, no release date is known at this time. Well, they don't, they're on a writer's strike, right? I'm not sure. There you go. How about that? I literally watched Parkland last night. I've seen Parkland. I mean, I've seen it, but I watched it again last yeah. night, dude. I'm. I have. Uh, did you see where? Because what did you see with uh, uh, Robert Kennedy came out and yes. said that he thought the CIA RFK Jr. RFK Jr. believes that CIA covered up his or was involved in his father in his uncle's murder, dude, and probably his father's too. Yeah, I haven't done as much deep dive into his dad's. I mean, I know I know the history, but I haven't looked at all the conspiracies around that one. I've, Deep dived it a little, and it's pretty weird. The but, family doesn't believe that Sirhan Sirhan did it. They believe that he's a fall guy. But he was in front of people, though, right? In the kitchen? Yeah, he was there. He was there. When they were walking I through mean, the kitchen? They, don't, they, don't, they just don't think that he was alone. and that gotcha. he, They don't think it was... They think he was set up. That he was paid or Do whatever. Do you think we ever find out the truth before we die? No. Because I don't think they want us to know the truth. I, I'm, I'm now convinced that, that that the truth on so many things is probably so awful that if the country as a whole learned it, public trust would erode to a, a place where we'd be dysfunctional. That's why I always go back to the CIA, in my opinion. My opinion, allegedly, don't show up at my doorstep. Mm -hmm. Always go back to the CIA because at this point... If it was anything other than government, we would probably know by now. Yeah, if it were a mob hit, I think someone would have talked by now. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, they didn't talk about Jimmy Hoffa either, so. It's true. But it's, this is big. I mean, the murder of a president, if it were a mob hit, tell me somebody wouldn't have talked. Somewhere. Somebody wouldn't have talked to somebody who talked to somebody. Would have gotten out. I think so. But I, I'll go, hey, I've been there. Yeah. Sat next to the window. Yeah, I have to. Several times. No way. You're insulting my intelligence by telling me that that guy did it by himself. Because if he was doing it by himself, he would have shot him coming up Houston Street. He'd be an idiot to try to shoot through a tree on our target going away from him instead of one going nice and slow directly at him. We'll, we'll pick this up on Thursday. <laughs>
I, I, I think you're right, but don't don't give Oswald credit for being a smarter, more rational thinker than he was. I mean, he. Oh no! You know, he was not a particularly bright guy. He was not rational. He was irrational. He was emotional. If you believe the 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 Oswald acted alone theory, if you believe it, you have to believe that the night before had his then estranged wife taken him back per his request that he would not have shot Kennedy. So we're talking about a super emotional guy. Like, okay, well, here's the deal. I'm going to say, hey, baby, I want to come back. I miss you. I miss the baby. If you take me back, all good. I'm going to try to be a good husband again. If you don't, I'm going to go kill the president tomorrow afternoon. I mean, that, that's, that's not we're, not. we're not rational at that point. And so that same rational guy doesn't necessarily go, well, you know what? Logistically, this is a better shot when in reality I can get him right here in these crosshairs. I just don't. I can't go there. So there's, there's the I'm with you. I'm just pointing out that to make Lee Harvey Oswald a rational, logical, unemotional person is completely flawed to the point of it being absurd. It's not right. Dude was nuts. Yeah. Decent chance he was just a useful idiot. But I do think, I do think, I think you can make a case for him acting alone. I used to believe it. I don't anymore. But I do think you can make the case for him acting alone. But there's a lot there. So we'll talk about it. That's a long show. It is. But hey, it's it's May. We got time. (laughs) Uh, And who knows what we'll do in the Oxford Exile podcast because we're damn sure not talking about baseball. Uh, We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine. BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push your limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Talk to you on Thursday. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com